Dennis Allen, Aaron Glenn, Byron Leftwich, Brian Flores, one of them might be your next New Orleans Saints head coach. Let's talk about each of their fits and give you everything that you need ahead of this weekend's championship games. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, coming at you from Mobile, Alabama, ahead of the HBCU Combine this weekend and the Senior Bowl Next week, you can find all my work over at Canal Street Chronicles, Locked on NFL, and of course here every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. I want to start off with the New Orleans Saints head coaching candidates that are most familiar because familiarity is going to play a huge role in who the New Orleans Saints hire as their next head coach. It's either going to be their comfort with familiarity or their ability to be comfortable with what is unfamiliar. So let's start with the guys that check the first box, the familiarity box, Dennis Allen, as well as Aaron Glenn. Dennis Allen, we broke everything down for you on the Thursday episode, why he fits, his innovation, his ability as a developer, his ability as somebody that challenges players, that has a ton of energy, all of that. His scheme is the next piece of the conversation. It is a scheme that we know works in New Orleans, right? It's a lot of multiple defenses, multiple fronts, multiple defensive back allocations, multiple linebacker alignments. The New Orleans Saints do a lot of different things, and they're very aggressive, particularly on third down, that risk-reward analysis that Dennis Allen does so very well. His ability to be able to deploy players like C.J. Gardner-Johnson and P.J. Williams and Janoris, excuse me, Malcolm Jenkins uh, last year as pass rushers, as well as guys in run defense, as well as guys in pass, I mean, as well as uh, guys as pass rushers, they are able to do a ton on the defensive side because Dennis Allen has not only found a way to scheme that up, but also they have built a personnel around Dennis Allen's vision on the defensive side of the ball already. Now, what does he give you over on the offensive side? Not a lot, right? He's not an offensive head coach. He doesn't call offensive plays. He's not an offensive scheming person. You have to understand offenses in order to be able to stop them. I will always contend that when it comes to defensive minded head coaches, just like with an offensive minded head coach, you have to understand the defenses that you're going up against in order to be successful in your execution. So I don't really care about whether it's an offensive head coach or a defensive head coach. That mindedness doesn't really mean anything to me at the head coach position. What matters to me is, can you do what you do and do it well? As a defensive coordinator, then no, you don't want an offensive minded coach. As an offensive coordinator, no, you don't want a defensive minded coach. But at head coach, whichever philosophy is fine, as long as you put together the team around you that's able to execute where you can't. That was something that Dennis Allen, or is something that Dennis Allen would already have in place because you would have Pete Carmichael who effectively would run the Sean Payton style of offense, the blend of Air Coriel that wants to air the ball out, not air raid uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but that's looking at vertical routes, attacking the seams, heavy crossing patterns, things like that, that can free you up deep. But then also that blend or using that as it blends in with the West Coast offense that the Saints have predicated 
their existence on, right? Short, intermediate areas. So all of that, I think, would carry through. You would have a lot of consistency with the familiarity that comes with Dennis Allen. I could actually say a lot of the same things about Aaron Glenn. I think the big difference is the style of leadership might be different. You can imagine that Dennis Allen, a little bit more of a cerebral leader, while Aaron Glenn, who is also a cerebral leader as a former player himself, also a little bit more intense, right? He brings an intensity that Saints players have talked about his entire tenure with New Orleans. This would be his second tenure coming back to New Orleans if he was hired as the head coach. The Saints are interviewing Aaron Glenn. They're giving him an opportunity. And no, it's not just a Rooney Rule situation. Aaron Glenn has connections to this franchise, and he is somebody that we've been saying from the very beginning will very likely get an interview because of the familiarity, keyword of this uh, of this topic, with the organization and the fact that they could trust him. Now, the big question is, if you have Aaron Glenn as a head coach, do you still have Dennis Allen as your defensive coordinator? I think that would be the sort of best situation for Aaron Glenn, certainly one that he would be very comfortable with if the Saints decided that they liked his style of being a leader of men better than Dennis Allen's and so wanted to put him at the head coaching spot, felt like he could make better decisions, situational play calls, things like that. Sure. But when it came down to it, you would see mostly the same, I think, coaching staff around. The only thing that would be different is if Dennis Allen said, now nah, I didn't get the head coaching job. I'm not going to stick around here as a defensive coordinator. I'm going to go in DC somewhere else because the only job that Dennis Allen interviewed for is now filled with Matt Eberflus being hired as a Chicago Bears head coach. So when it comes to what Aaron Glenn brings, he brings with him a secondary mindset, just like Dennis Allen. He brings with him a multiple defense, just like Dennis Allen. And he brings with him an aggressive third down approach, just like Dennis Allen. The only thing that you might find a little bit different when you look at Detroit's defense, aside from its personnel, which is what hampered it a lot, is maybe more zone coverage than New Orleans, even though New Orleans ran a considerable amount of zone coverage and has been adding that to their scheme over the past couple of years. So I think both Dennis Allen and Aaron Glenn offer you the familiarity that New Orleans may cherish as they look for their next head coach. Next, we'll get to the unfamiliar, Brian Flores, Byron Leftwich. One of them might be a little bit too unfamiliar, and one of them might carry just enough familiarity. We'll talk about it, and we'll continue on to break down the New Orleans Saints coaching interviews as they stand right now as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. And as we break down New Orleans Saints head coaching candidates, I'm going to give you your candidate for best app ever created. It's Get Upside. It's the app that saves you money at the gas pump. Yeah, that's really the only selling point I needed too. I hear you. But let me tell you a little bit more. Here's how the app works. You download it for free from your app store or Google Play. If you're first time using it, you can use the promo code touchdown. That's going to give you 25 cents back per gallon or more on your first fill up. You go to a selected gas station, you fill up, you take a picture of the receipt, and then they give you cash back to your account that you can withdraw at any time. You can have it go directly to your bank account. You can go to PayPal. You can even take like Amazon gift cards and other brands as well. So go and check it out. Once again, it's the Get Upside app. Don't forget that promo code touchdown to get 25 cents back per gallon or more on your first fill up. There's no catch here. There's nothing weird going on. It's super simple, super easy, and it is just as easy as we make it sound. Once again, it's the Get Upside app and to get 25 cents back per gallon or more on your first fill up. Don't forget to use that promo code touchdown. And as we get closer and closer to championship weekend, which we're going to hear more about here in just a moment, you might feel like there's less and less football being played, but our friends over at betonline.ag have way more stuff for you to bet on throughout this playoff season. So from scores to 
totals to uh, performance props. There's a ton of different things that you can get in on with the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year, there's also a new and updated experience on the website and mobile app as well. And to help you out with getting into that experience, if you are a first-time customer at betonline.ag, I'm going to get you a 50% welcome bonus just by using the promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. It's going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And it's not just football over at BetOnline. They've also got you covered when it comes to basketball, hockey, baseball, UFC, MMA. It is the best in the business from sports to your favorite Vegas casino games. They even have those for you as well. It is the number one wagering destination. So head over there today, bet online, the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports and play to win the game. It's bet online where the game starts. All right, Houdat Nation, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, taking a look at your New Orleans Saints head coaching candidates. Thanks again, as always, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, whether you held out for a late episode here on Friday. I'm sorry, y'all did not need to see me on camera Thursday night after traveling. I promise you, you're welcome. Uh, But I also want to tell you about something super exciting we have going on, which is Super Week brought to you by Get Upside. There's no better place for you to get all the coverage that you need for the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Myself, Luke Braun, Bo Brock, we're all going to be there in Los Angeles at the Super Bowl all week covering the big game. So don't miss it. Go and check out the Locked On podcast, Locked On NFL podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Don't forget, I'm a co-host there every Tuesday as well. So let's talk a little bit more about these candidates. We talked about the familiarity of Dennis Allen and Aaron Glenn. Now let's get to what's unfamiliar, the uncharted territory for the New Orleans Saints, because I do think that there is some benefit to going outside of the facility and conducting the search. I've said it from the very beginning. The New Orleans Saints owe it to themselves, their organization, their staffers, their players, and their fans to conduct the most sort of wide-reaching, widespread coaching staff that they are coaching search that they can, right? And now you're starting to see it. Former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, as well as offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Byron Leftwich, both being brought in for interviews for the New Orleans Saints, along with, of course, Dennis Allen, who'll get his, who'll get his opportunity, and uh, Aaron Glenn, former secondary coach for the New Orleans Saints and recent defensive coordinator for the Den- for the Detroit Lions. So let's start off with the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins. We're going to break this down a little bit further unless a hiring is made over the weekend or anything like that. But Brian Flores is a very intriguing candidate, but he might be too unfamiliar with the New Orleans Saints. But that might not necessarily be a bad thing. Here's what I mean. Brian Flores is a defensive-minded head coach. As I mentioned before, I don't think that that matters. You got to understand offenses in order to be good as a defensive-minded head coach. So I think that there is a piece of this that you look at and you say, okay, so what is the ripple effect of hiring a a, a Brian Flores, right? If you hire a defensive-minded head coach from outside of the facility, what does that mean for Dennis Allen? Does Dennis Allen then leave? Does Does Dennis Allen stay? Because if so, and you have the minds of Brian Flores and Dennis Allen scheming up your defenses, that's every team's kryptonite right there because they do so many things that are actually pretty similar. I think we tend to boil down Miami's defense into two things. Well, three things. The amoeba defense, hot topic button word that got used a bunch is one of them. Three, four is another one, as in three down linemen and four linebackers. 
And then the last piece is cover zero, which would mean a lot of blitzing, no safeties, a lot of man-to-man across the board, no deep safety down the field. And while all three of those things can be true, those aren't the only identities of Brian Flores' defense. You look at them playing a bunch of different schemes and, and, and sub-packages, like a lot of the ones that the New Orleans Saints play. The New Orleans Saints with Dennis Allen on defense tended to play a lot of what's called 4-2-5 nickel defense. That means four down linemen on the, on the defensive line, two linebackers, five defensive backs. Whatever those numbers are, you basically just take them from the defensive line and count back to second level, third level. When they weren't playing 4-2-5, which we saw a lot of in Miami as well, you saw a lot of 3-3-6, and so, or excuse me, 3-3-5. And so what that would end up meaning is three down linemen, three linebackers, and five defensive backs. Sometimes they would swap out one of those linebackers for a sixth defensive back on third downs, things like that. So a lot of what you saw in New Orleans would feel very familiar looking at a Brian Flores defense. The big key and one of the biggest differences, though, is that Dennis Allen was a little bit more selective about his blitzing. Third downs, obvious passing downs, behind schedule, those types of moments where you can catch a quarterback having to make deeper field reads and waiting for things to develop downfield. Brian Flores, he'll just blitz. He's, he, he just wants to come after you. That's, that's it. It's very, very simple. So you saw the Miami Dolphins rank atop the NFL when it came to blitz percentages over the past couple of years, just like you saw with Aaron Glenn, for instance, with the Detroit Lions come in pretty high when it came to man defenses as well. So you see some of these things that are slightly different than what you're used to seeing in New Orleans. So with Brian Flores, you try to sort of figure out where it is that the current roster as it is fits in with Flores's scheme, right? Your rush end, your uh, your big end, your three tech penetrator, your nose tackle. Who are those guys on the defensive line? Your nickel, your big nickel. Who are those guys in the secondary? And I think the Saints have the personnel to be able to complement all of that. We'll break all of that down in another episode because we'll kind of go responsibility by responsibility and Brian Flores' scheme and compare it to New Orleans' defense, their defensive personnel, and the Saints can do it with very little. I mean, you bring back P.J. Williams, you bring back Marcus Williams, you're in a better shape than where Miami was in terms of their personnel matching up with that defensive sort of approach. So I think that that means that for New Orleans, you would probably bring in a Brian Flores if you hired him, but then you would have to find a way to get things rolling over on the offensive side. So either you're looking for an outside offensive coordinator because that's what Brian Flores would want, that might be the case, or you're sticking around with Pete Carmichael. However, my big thing here is, does Brian Flores want to work with Taysom Hill or would he want another quarterback in the facility? And there are a lot of things that could hinder that. And there are a lot of different conversations that could take place in the interview process that would lead to Brian Flores not being hired based upon the fact that he would want a specific quarterback or a specific type of quarterback that the Saints just don't have the resources to go and get or something like that. I'm not saying that they don't have the resources, but if the Saints felt that they didn't because of exactly what it is that Brian Flores wanted, that could be a sticking point. So that's where the unfamiliarity kind of really gets gets a hold of you. Similarly with Byron Leftwich, or not, not as similarly with Byron Leftwich, there is some familiarity there. Byron Leftwich was the offensive coordinator for Jameis Winston back in 2019. Yes, the 30 touchdown or 30 interception season, but also the 5,000 yard passing season and a very, very good set of schematics that ended up working for Jameis Winston. Now, is Byron Leftwich benefiting over the past couple of years by the fact that the greatest quarterback of all time, I'm using air quotes, uh, Tom Brady has been his signal caller, right? How much of it is Tom Brady? How much of it is Byron Leftwich? But either way, Byron Leftwich has built something special in Tampa when it comes to their offense, as long as he's not going against Dennis Allen. 
And you know, you can look at Byron Leftwich's performances against the Saints, and you could kind of feel pretty good if Byron Leftwich ended up in New Orleans because it seems that the only thing that is kryptonite for Byron Leftwich is Dennis Allen, who would be busy being his defensive coordinator, very likely in that case, because I imagine Byron Leftwich has a ton of respect for Dennis Allen, considering that he has gone up against him and failed several times in a row over the past few seasons. And so with that, I think Byron Leftwich would come in and want to maintain Dennis Allen. So all of a sudden you have the familiarity with Dennis Allen. You have the familiarity from across the conference, seeing your team twice over the last three seasons. And you potentially have the familiarity with Jameis Winston, giving Jameis Winston a reason to come back to New Orleans if that's the route that the Saints, Byron Leftwich, if he was hired as the head coach, and Pete Carmichael probably wanted to go. Now, anytime that you bring in a new head coach, you run the risk of having to replace the rest of your staff based upon what they want. There are situations where you bring in a head coach, they clean house, and then they bring in you know other, other options and everything. And so there's the potential for any of that to happen when you talk about either of these two candidates, maybe even Aaron Glenn to an extent, but Aaron Glenn has such a foundational uh, or organizational knowledge, organizational relationship that that might not be the case. So those are some of the concerns that you might run into. Wherever the New Orleans Saints go, they're doing what they need to do. I love what they're doing. They're interviewing. They're getting outside of the facility. They're getting outside of the coaching tree. They're doing all that. So I love what we're seeing from uh, the New Orleans Saints so far. And I don't expect these to be the only four interviews that they conduct. I'd be a little surprised. I think guys like Joe Lombardi, Eric Bieniemy, so on and so forth, could potentially still get some opportunities. Eric Bieniemy can't interview until the until basically after this week. He can interview during the week between the conference championship game and the Super Bowl. Uh, I would love to see Mike McDaniel get a phone call, right? Like there are still a lot of coaches out there that could potentially get phone calls, but those are the first four that you're looking at. Dennis Allen, Brian Flores, Aaron Glenn, Byron Leftwich. We'll see if one of them ends up landing the gig. And coming up next, you're going to get a special look at our Locked On Now podcast. We're going to wrap up the show with the local experts from around the four teams still competing this weekend, giving you their keys to victory for this weekend's conference championship game. So if you're looking to put some money down on that, you're going to want to watch this. If you just love football, you're going to want to watch this. So sit back and enjoy as we uh, wrap up here in just a moment with our Locked On Now look at the NFL, NFC, AFC conference championship games. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about our best friends. Built Bar, your best friends, especially if you have a New Year's resolution you're still working through right here, January 28th. Congratulations, you're keeping up. You're almost a month in, and maybe you're working on things like getting fit and eating right. And if that's the case, I want to make sure that Built Bar is a part of your plan because you're just not going to get any better than these. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, but 17 grams of protein, high in fiber, everything that you need, plus everything that you want because it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar covered in 100% chocolate, several incredible flavors, including some of my favorites like mint brownie, cookies and cream, salted caramel, and of course, peanut butter brownie, one of my absolute favorites, plus a bunch of limited edition ones that run through all the time. So make sure you're keeping up to date with everything going on over at the website built.com. And when you place your first order or your next order, it doesn't matter if it's your first or your next, they're going to give you 15% off no matter what by using the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. That's going to get you 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Let's 
get it, Houdat Nation. The Super Bowl is right around the corner, and this weekend we find out who it is that gets to take the trip to Los Angeles. So here to break it all down are our local Locked On experts, giving you the keys to victory for each of the four teams playing this weekend. So go ahead and check it out and get everything you need to know about this weekend's games from our Locked On Now podcast. Coming up, Championship Sunday is just days away, and we've got to punch two tickets to the Super Bowl. Who will serve as the reigning AFC and NFC champions for the year to come? We'll find out what each team still standing needs to do to earn a conference title on Locked On Now NFL. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. You're listening to Locked On Now NFL, local experts on the biggest stories throughout the NFL. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NFL hosts are here to look ahead to the NFC and AFC championship games. Let's start where these teams are trying to get to Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. They will host the Super Bowl in two weeks, but first, the Rams have to host the 49ers for the NFC crown. The Biggest Game San Francisco 49ers fans don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo will be their starting quarterback next season, but they do know that he'll be under center to try to win his second NFC Championship game in three years against the Rams on Sunday. With a chance to remain undefeated against the NFC in the postseason, our Locked On 49ers host says the key to a San Francisco victory is Jimmy G not making the big mistakes that could cost the Niners the whole game. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, former NFL and AFL defensive back Eric Crocker, and I am one half of the Locked On 49ers crew here to give you your 49ers' main key to victory as they travel to Levi South and take on the Los Angeles. Rams in the NFC Championship game. All right. I think this, this game, it begins and ends with the play of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, if I had to give just one main key victory here, it's Jimmy G, don't turn the ball over. And if you do, just limit it. So right now, 49ers, the way I see it, Jimmy G, one turnover. That's all we're giving you, just one. Anything more than that, it would be trouble for the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so that's going to do it, man. I hope you guys appreciate that. Make sure you guys listen to our show as well, Locked On 49ers, the best show on the Locked On Network podcast. Let's go, 49ers, win this game this Sunday. Matthew Stafford picked up his first playoff win just a couple of weeks ago, and now he's a win away from playing the biggest football game on the planet in the Rams' home stadium. Our Locked On Rams host tells you how L.A. gets the veteran QB to the Super Bowl he's chased for 12 whole seasons. Hey, it's Travis Rogers from Locked On Rams. So here is the one key to victory this weekend for the Rams in the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. Remember when you used to play with matches as a kid and maybe you'd get away with it once in a while and a couple of weeks, months, years later, you realize how bad of an idea that was that you could have burned the whole house down? That was the Rams in Tampa against the Bucks. They were playing with matches. They turned it over way too many times. Four turnovers in that game. Somehow they escaped. Somehow they beat Tom Brady despite turning it over four different times. If they're going to beat the Niners, they simply cannot do that. They might be able to get away with one. Two is probably the end of the wrap. And anything more than that, it is absolutely not going to happen for you there. 
You can check out more about the Los Angeles Rams on my podcast, Locked on Rams, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It is free and available on all platforms, your team, every day. The Kansas City Chiefs played the Cincinnati Bengals just a few weeks ago at the end of the regular season, and since he won. So how do the Chiefs make sure that that doesn't happen again with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line? Our Locked on Chiefs says a combination of learning from the mistakes of that game and keeping the momentum going from last week will add up to a big win. But he has more on the details. The AFC Championship game comes down to two things for the Kansas City Chiefs. Can Patrick the Reaper Mahomes continue his run as we saw against the Bills? And can the Chiefs' defense and its staff learn its lesson from the last time they played the Cincinnati Bengals? I'm Ray Tracy from Locked On Chiefs, and that's what it comes down to. You saw an extraordinary effort by the offense, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, to not only get to overtime, but then win it. They don't need to do that. They have to avoid it, in fact, in order to get this win against a team that is nearly as explosive. On the other side, you have to be careful if you're Steve Spagnuolo or anyone out there on the field on the defensive side of the ball to not overreact to what you saw the last time when Jamar Chase destroyed that secondary on a circus catch after circus catch. Tyron Matthew should be back and playing in this ballgame. That helps. You have to adjust and you have to play over the top and you have to try to take Chase and limit him. Not take him away because then you're devoting too many other resources to that and someone else is going to hurt you. I think they're going to play more zone. I think they have to back off and let Joe Mixon hurt them if he can. They'll live with that, and that will get them the win. For more on this game and your Chiefs, check out Locked On Chiefs. We're free on every platform. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joe Burrow took a beating last week as he fought his way into the AFC Championship game. And while Cincinnati does already have a win against Kansas City under its belt this season, our Locked On Bengals host says that the team can't get a second one if it doesn't keep its quarterback on his feet. Will the Bengals take down the Chiefs on Sunday in Kansas City in advance to the Super Bowl? Hi again, everyone. I'm James Rapine of the Locked On Bengals podcast, and that is the question going into this epic AFC championship game between two teams that played each other this month. They played each other on January 2nd at Paul Brown Stadium The Bengals came out victorious 34 to 31, overcoming three different 14 point deficits. I expect Sunday to be a different story. The Bengals can't fall behind against this Chiefs team by two scores and expect a rally on the road. But the number one key, protect Joe Burrow. Burrow was sacked nine times last week against the Titans. He was hit 13 times. And yeah, the offense had 19 points. Well, 19 points isn't going to cut it against Patrick Mahomes. The magic number? 40. If they can somehow get to 40, you feel good about their chances. How do they do that? They keep Joe Burrow upright. If they do that, he can distribute the ball to all of his weapons, including Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, and the Bengals just might sneak in to the Super Bowl. For more, make sure you check out the free and the only daily Bengals podcast, Locked on Bengals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. That's a wrap for us here. Thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every day. For more on the National Football League and your team, make your second listen Locked On NFL and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kim Becker. This has been Locked On Now. Locked On your team every day. All right, family. If you want more from the Locked On Now podcast, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts or on the Locked On NFL, NHL, and NBA YouTube pages, the local experts that are covering the biggest stories in sports every single night. It's not 
national folks trying to give you 10 seconds of your team or anything like that. It is the local experts breaking it all down for you the way that only people in the market can. So go and check it out. Once again, it's the Locked On Now podcast, wherever you get your podcasts or on the Locked On NFL, NBA, and NHL YouTube pages. All right, y'all. Tomorrow is Friday, which usually, excuse me, Saturday, which usually means that we don't have an episode, but we do have the HBCU Combine early in the morning. So in the afternoon, I'll try to drop an episode just kind of recapping and talking about some of the talent that we're watching, the athletics testing for some of these student athletes who are coming out of historically black colleges and universities that are looking to jumpstart their careers in the NFL. We're going to be looking at receivers while we're there. You know, we're paying attention to that. A couple of quarterbacks, some great trench players, some running backs, all of that. We have a ton of talent here in Mobile this weekend. So we'll be checking that out all throughout Saturday. I appreciate y'all as always making me your first listen of the day today. Don't forget for your second listen, go and check out Locked On Bets. Win yourself some money ahead of this NFL and NFC AFC championship weekend with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. As always, I appreciate y'all for making me a part of your day for everything you need around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.